Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I took a nap in the middle of the afternoon for two and a half hours. Is that a nap or is that a sleep? It sounds like a sleep to me. Who determines it? Who's to say? Who's what? You know, what? I don't think I've been able to take a nap in the last uh, 15 years. I don't know how to take a nap. Even on like lazy afternoons, I go and I try to take a nap, but it never works for me. I think I just crashed because Friday we had to wake up at like 6 a.m. Saturday, I woke up at 6 a.m. Yesterday, I didn't really get to sleep in. And then this morning, I woke up at 7 a.m. So I think that uh, I went so many days waking up earlier than I'd like to. And when I have to wake up early, I never sleep like at a reasonable time. So as a result, I just had no sleep. And so I think in the middle of the day, I just crashed. I was I, I got cold in my office and I put a blanket on over me. And then I was like, ooh, this feels good. Let me just take this party to the bed. <laughs> and then I took a nap and then I slept. And you know what's crazy? I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. Like I'm oh, not. That's good. But then I'm like, am I dying? That's what I'm worried about. Because the way that you described it, it's um, it sounds like you're kind of deteriorating. <laughs> like I put a blanket on myself and then I just passed out then noah came into my room and then he went and reported it to my mother-in-law my mother-in-law then lit a weird candle and (laughs) the light of the seven protect you (laughs) okay so we're talking about i thought last week was the penultimate episode but it's not this is the penultimate episode because i thought it was nine episodes and it was ten per season i have a sneaking suspicion that you did know that today was or this week was the second to last episode um and that you actually just like saying the word penultimate that's ridiculous because you know i can barely even say that word penultimate yeah i just want to tell you by the way uh patreon supporters thank you for being here i did release our very first pop culture what's going on a weekly episode and already somebody said oh my god so exciting to hear that Raheel is a fellow 49ers fan oh look at that um uh i'm very honored to be on the main feed but yeah. uh the patreon people are always going to be my favorite people my day ones as they say <laughs> your rider dies is that, is that what the kids say yeah i think so your day ones 
My numero unos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Your first pick for the throne. Nah, I wouldn't not, go that far. Not the my oh, small no. council. Your small council. Okay. My small your... council that I will not murder with a, with a marble ball. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All right. So I will quickly recap what happened this episode, and then we'll just talk about it. So this episode opens with the king being dead, and then Otto and the small council, or now they call it the Green Council, right? The Green Council set into motion their usurping plans. Usurping is a really fun word, because it sounds also like like they're slurping. (laughs) Um, I always thought it was usurping. ESL. I might be wrong. Is it usurping or usurping? No, because in the episode, they definitely said usurp. Yeah, but who's to trust these people? They speak bad. (laughs) Um, Also, because Robert Baratheon was called the usurper. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they set their usurping plans into motion, (laughs) and it seems like... Doesn't it sound like they're drinking bobas or something? (laughs) You slurping. (laughs) (laughs) They they made themselves nice bowls of ramen and they're you slurping away. (laughs) They're like, what's that? Who? The king? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they set these plans into motion, which seemed like they would have happened even if Allison didn't misunderstand Viserys' last words. Allison and Otto essentially go into a full scheming mode. It's... uh, they're using their various allies to get a reluctant Aegon to uh, an anointing and crowning ceremony in the Dragon Pit, where Rhaenys motherfucking Targaryen, the queen who never was, bursts through the floors, killing how many people do you think? Uh, probably a good 40, 40 to 50. She came 40? through the... Yeah. 40? I said 500. What? <laughs> the Dragon Pit is huge. It's for dragons. No, I get that, but it's also how how big is the Septon Baylor? That's the Septon Baylor, right? Is that what no? It's that's the Dragon Pit. No, where they are. That's, that's not the, the Dragon Pit. That is where the he Dragon takes pit. the crown. No, yes. that's this, no, that's a big. That's a church that. Uh, no, you dodo bird. It's the Dragon Pit. Why do you think Melise is at the bottom of the Dragon Pit, and that's why she gets so happy when she sees where the crowd is going? You're an idiot. I can't believe I'm doing this episode with you. Anyway, she could have shut the whole thing down. That Rainies. She could have dracarised them all, all the traitors. Mm-hmm. But then her dragon just gives them a very stern talking to, and then she flies away to Dragonstone. What does she give them a a stern talking to? Or I thought she was bowing her head um, to. I don't know. Nobody knows. Who's to say? She looked like Rainey's looked like uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi when she said she wanted to punch Trump in the face. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good comparison. Yeah. Um, I love Rainey's, but Rainey's is like a. She's like, you know, she's like a housewife who likes to stay on the fence. And you know what happens to people who stay on fences for heel? Uh, the fence goes up their ass. I don't know what goes. Yeah, they get impaled by the fence. They die. I don't think that's actually what happens, but that's what I'm trying to say. Um, okay, so this episode is very much spy versus spy. I think they call this, what is it? They call this palace intrigue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe that's actually what well I guess I guess it is palace intrigue 
castle intrigue? Red keep no, intrigue? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's basically Allison versus high uh versus Otto. And um I'm obviously you're on the side of the misogynist, right? No, I've been team Allison since the beginning of this motherfucking podcast. Unlike you, you've been hemming and hawing. You're like, oh, it's so fucked up that she married her best friend's dad. It is. It's like she had a choice. No, it's not fucked up. It's not like she had a choice. I mean, it is fucked up. It can be fucked up. Well, because she didn't have a choice, but also because she married her best friend's dad. But go on. She she mentions it in this episode also, because Otto's like, oh, well, if that's true, if all my scheming is what it was, then you are the queen. And yeah. she's like, well, I wouldn't have known if I wanted anything else because I never had a choice. Like, this is all I've been told. Fucking now, love, Allison. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think it's very interesting because um, – so the original book's Fire and Blood, right? It's n- – none of it is factual. It's all just, like, gossip. It's, like, all this stuff – I mean, when I say factual, it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all these like tales told by people around the um the castle. So people who worked mm-hmm. at the castle or the palace or whatever. And so that is the whole thing with Fire and Blood is that it's no firsthand accounts of anybody. It's just people retelling stories about what happened around that time. That's why like even on the show, there's a lot of emphasis on workers about people. Like they always show a maid a handmaid, a servant, somebody around mm-hmm. working. Um, they show a lot of those those people because those those are the people that eventually go to tell the story of Fire and Blood. And what is interesting is a lot of book people are really mad because they're like, oh, Allison in the book is a straight-up monster. Like, she's a straight-up monster. At some point, she said something like, I hope that whore, dr- <laughs> I hope that whore dies in childbirth um, about – Rhaenyra, like she's just not a good person in the books. Mm -hmm. But I think what is an interesting theory for me is that the show is taking a different approach with Allison and showing us like the complicated side of her because oftentimes women are reported this way to be like terrible human beings. But really what's going on is like women are having to make extremely, extremely difficult choices. So obviously, like, we know that Rhaenyra is Daenerys is like great, great, great grandmother, right? So like, I don't, mm-hmm. I think everybody knows what happens in the future of the show. But I think that that would make sense then that like, whoever was the reigning family, people would be kinder uh, in speaking about them than the people who lost. So yeah, it's what did they say? History is written by the victors. Is that a thing oh. that they say? Who? Is that what the usurpers say? Usurpers? Um, Who usurpers. says it? I believe it's a saying that okay. white people say because white <laughs> people write all the history. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true because they've been the victors and that's why yeah. the world is the way it is. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because I do. Th- I loved Allison this episode. Allison's got like all these different allies. First, she's got Kristen Cole, resident homophobe and elder abuser. Do you think he meant to kill Beesbury? Beesbury, poor guy. Um, we made fun of him last week, and I he know. was so sweet. He was he like, was. oh, I will not do this. He got fucking marble. You know what's funny about that scene? 
is that he gets a marble smashed on his head, and then the black gentleman, I don't know what he's in charge of on the He's a maester. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the he, health like, minister. He, he like pokes his arm to see if he, there's a fucking marble ball <laughs> in his skull. He's bleeding out on the table, guy. His eyes are wide open. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Poor bees. Um, um but I think I, I also, gasped. I gasped sorry. and I said, What the fuck? when that happened. Um, I like that the coward Lannister when the two uh King's Guards Thailand? Is that what No, that is that was? Jason or Thailand? I think that looks like Jason to me. That looks like a Jace Jason. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> so when the two King's Guards like they draw their swords and they're gonna go against each other, he's yeah. just like, Ooh, it seems like a you guys deal. I'm just gonna <laughs> step away. <laughs> He just steps away. He's like, oh, these things are getting dicey here. And listen, I can just go back to my gold fine. I'm very rich. I don't even need to be here. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Do you yes. think that um, uh, Kristen Cole loves Alicent? I think he loves her, but not in a in like a sexual way. It's weird. You, I think he's like he's very he's all about duty and all this other stuff. Kristen Cole, I thought of him as like I don't know Corey Lewandowski. I just oh, I hate him so much. Interesting. Yeah, just one of those hmm. Trumpy guys. I'm having a very Trumpy week. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, that was are you out of joy. Um, no. So you because <laughs> you miss them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Big Trump guy over here. I hope this is the very first episode somebody hears. <laughs> and they're like, boy, but why is he on the main feed now? Um, anyway, I think Kristen Cole is interesting. I think that he loves Allison because Allison is all about duty. And I think that she represents all of the things that like, that like is anti Rhaenyra to him. Like, I think that she's like beautiful and she's like, you know, pious and she's a mom and she's like, hate, you know, she's like stuck in this marriage, but she's just doing the thing that she has to do because she's all about like honor and duty and all that shit. And I think like he's propped her up as like the most perfect person in all of King's Landing and, and like a savior, like a, like a, like a Mary, like a, yeah, like a Mary mother of Jesus type situation, the mother. As they call well, them. so that's the thing, right? And but she literally was that for him because yeah. he was ready to end it all, and then yeah. she gave him a purpose again because he had no purpose left. He thought his purpose was Renera, and then uh, Renera went bye bye. Yeah. So then he was gonna, you know, he did what he did, and then uh, Allison saved him. Do you think that um, he would be pissed if he found out that Laris was <laughs> that Allison was selling her foot pics to Laris? <laughs> Now I'm no, I'm not one to kink shame, uh-huh. kink shame, not kink yeah, shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Larry's can get fucked. Fuck that <laughs> guy. I hate him so much. I got the creeps. It was like even on a show about incest and dragons, we're like, yeah. ooh, Allison, that's <laughs> disgusting. When did you figure out what was going on? As when soon she as she, sh- as soon as she took her shoes off. Really? As soon as she took her shoes off, I was like, this motherfucker's in defeat. I did not. I did not put that together. I just thought I was like, "Oh, you know what? She's had a tough day. She's taking her shoesies off. She's putting her feet up." Nope. 
So in a previous episode, I think it's the episode where Venera gives birth, right? Mm-hmm. That episode, there is a scene of Laris and her having dinner together, right? Yeah. And that's where she tells him, like, you know, my father would have been on my side, whatever. But one thing I noticed that episode was like, wow, she and Laris have gotten really close to having this these barefoot Contessa dinners because she's literally she yeah. walks in and she takes her shoes off before she sits down to eat with him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's because they're buds. But then this time when she she said, the hour is late, Lord Laris, or whatever, that's also what she said, unfortunately, like a couple before the time jumps when she's a Mm -hmm. little kid and the handmaid comes to tell her that the king is asking for her. So it's it's just super sad. It's like, it's like, you know, these... She has these men around her, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like she has this conversation with Renice later. Like Renice is like, you don't want to be free. You just want a window of your prison. Like you yeah, great, are co- perfectly scene, fine living within the bounds of this like patriarchal system because you mm-hmm. found a way to make it work for you because you think that these people are working under you. But like you're still giving, you're still having to be the woman in these situations. Like for Kristen Cole, she's still the mother figure. For Alaris, she's still like a piece. Of, she's still sexual to him even if they're not touching right yeah with Otto, that motherfucker when she finally talks down to her dad he's like you look like your mom oh that was and she her face and it's just the best she's just like oh go fuck yourself yeah she's- yeah and like even um at the small council when she's like wait, wait wait you guys have been planning this for how long and the guy's like we don't want to bother your pretty little head with all of our plans <laughs> It's like they all still like I think that in that moment she realizes like these these people are all still that like they gave me a seat at the table but I don't actually have a seat at the table because they still view me as a like a woman. They these yeah. are all misogynists that ultimately do not want a woman in power. That is their end goal. And like even in the carriage when nasty ass Egon is like she's like you know like you need to do this honor duty blah 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 all this stuff and then he's like mommy do you love me? <laughs> she calls him an imbecile. Question for you about Allison. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think she actually loved her husband? No. You don't think so? I think that she had an admiration for who he was. I think that she, but I don't think that she like, I don't think she respected him. She didn't give a shit about him in that way. Like she did her part of it's complicated. It's like it's like being in an arranged marriage and just being like, I have to love this person because my job as a wife is to love my husband. But if somebody was to ask me, do I like my job and do I want to be in this job? No. Because no, there's a scene, you know, the the scene when they're preparing his body um, and they put him in the wraps. I mean, even when she finds out, right, she is yeah. crying and she looks distraught, right? Yeah. And those tears, what are those tears for? Aren't they for the love that she had for her husband? Now, no. Obviously, there's a whole complication <clears throat> as to how she found herself in that position, how she found herself being married to this dude or whatever. Mm-mm. I do. I feel like she did love him. I think that there is a grieving that you do because so much of her life is being a caretaker, for Mm -hmm. the king that I think that she's probably like, what the fuck? Like I lose my title now to some degree. Right. But I think the other reason why she's crying and she's so distraught is because of what she hears Viserys say 
I don't think – like I think she meant it at the end of that dinner when she was like, please, Rhaenyra, stay. Like we should spend time together. I miss you. I don't think that she was making that shit up. But because Alicent is a woman who believes in like honoring people's last words and duty and all that bullshit, she is like – what the fuck am I supposed to do when this man tells me this on his with his dying breath? I think that if he hadn't died that night, she would have probably gone back and like talked to him about it or forgotten it or whatever. But I think it's because he dies and now she is left with this like complicated decision to make. And she's not a terribly bad person because she's like, listen, we're not going to just fucking kill them. Like Otto's like, yeah, we'll just go and slice and dice, kill them all. Burn them all, if you will. Like, Mm -hmm. just get rid of them. And she's like, no. He loved his daughter. My husband loved his daughter. We're not going to do this. We can give her our terms. But we're not just going to kill her. And I think that they were probably going to try to kill her, even if Viserys didn't say what he said. And then she went and told them. You know what I mean? So they they were going to put that plan into action one way or the other. Right? I mean, that's what they were going to do. They're, they're you slurpers. They're you slurping. Um, but uh, just to go back, I, I, I'm surprised at your take on Allison and uh, her relationship with her husband, because I do think I feel like um, it's it's uh, like a messed up psychological relationship, obviously, um, because of the difference in age and all this other stuff. But I think she's genuinely sad and I think she genuinely had affection for her husband. I don't think she's crying about the duty part of it. I think she's crying because she's actually sad that this man is no longer alive because she didn't like him and not just because of the. (laughs) What does it matter? It doesn't matter because she's not doing anything really that helps the situation. Like what, what do you think Allison could have done to make this better? The situation? Nothing. Yeah, I think she could have done something. Well, she could have just said that it's she, uh, Rhaenyra. She could have said, Rhaenyra, you need to come here. I need to tell you what your father said. She could have had a conversation with Rhaenyra. No, but it ha- it's the next day. Like, you know, they have to kind of push into it. And, and if Rhaenyra you saw can come on Dragonback. <laughs> if you saw what happened at the small council meeting, right? It's not like these men were really going to give her a choice and talk things through, right? No, it's because pushing. as as no, as soon as she realized her dad was like, "Listen, lock up the castle. Do not let any of these lords out. Nobody gets to leave. We're going to stay here until everything is sorted out." Like she realized, "Oh fuck, like this is a lot worse than I thought it could be." I think that if she had not told Otto, if she had gone to Rhaenyra and said, "Rhaenyra, this is what your father said. Rhaenyra would have been like, oh, God, the prince that was promised. Let me show you the dagger. This is what's really going on. You know, like she at least there would have been a conversation there. Right. But like you guys have planes. OK, you have an Air Force. OK, Helena. Sweet. Yeah, but Helena's got a dragon. She could get on that bad boy. That, that poor kid. That's sweet. Girl. I feel so sad for her. Even when like during the coronation, it's just oh, she, she doesn't she's no fan of it. Did you did, – are you paying attention to our prophecies now? Yeah, because he told me to. I don't know what she said this time. Yeah, but did you hear the one from last week and this week? She said it again. What is Beware it? of like the green... beast beneath the boards. Oh, and the the, the, the dragon. The dragon. <laughs> That's what it was. Helena's a dreamer. Speaking of coronations, 
you know, I thought I had seen all the best wedding entrances I could think of. But mm-hmm. that sword deal seems like a great time. You know who do that, right? Arabs. Really? Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you marry a nice wedding. Arab girl. Huh? Oh, there you go. Maybe just mm-hmm. What if I choose me and I marry myself and I have a coronation for myself? Would you do that? Would you set that up for me? No. <laughs> no. It's- wow. Ridiculous. All that money for what? <laughs> just, you can rent. You can have lightsabers. Okay. Like, then lightsabers. That's ridiculous. Gajung, gajung. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a, I got a yeah. question for you. Mm-hmm. Those two uh, guards that go into the... Are their names Eric and Eric? That's <laughs> I wanna, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> why would you do that to identical twins? George, 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 Raymond, Royce, Martin. I think I, that's not his name. <laughs> George, Ro- Roy Star. Um, uh, listen, I, Royco, Royco. <laughs> I've lost my mind. George is fucking with us, okay? Yeah. I was like, okay, is the point supposed to be that people just like mix them up from time to time? Yeah. Like, why? And then also, I love that Otto, like, goes up to him and he knows which Eric he's talking to. Yeah. yeah. Or do you think Eric is like, whatever, it's close enough? No, because I think it was the last episode or the one before when he was like, no, it's Eric. Yeah. Not Eric. Fucking George. Uh, this one's Eric and you are uh, Eric with uh, an A, though. Yeah. And then even, okay, even the guy, the Lannister sitting at the table, Jason or Tyland, they're twins also. But their names are Jason and Tylan. And then you got Eric and Eric? <laughs> Eric uh, and Eric. Eric and Eric sounds like uh, a person from different uh, Northeast regions talking about a man named Eric. <laughs> about the same person? Yeah. Uh, have, do you remember Do you remember Tintin? Mm-hmm. There were, there were two uh, inspectors on that show named Thompson and Thompson. And one of them was Thompson with a P and one was Thompson without the P. Um, and they this were lazy writing. That's lazy. What Eric and Eric reminded me of Eric and Eric. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Aegon the Reluctant. He's running Baby Flight Fight Club mm-hmm. with all of his bastards. The fuck is going on with this guy? Dude, that's so messed up. So I did not up. need that scene. No. Wait. So is he running it? He's. I thought he was just a participant. Like he just. He was a watcher. He liked it. I think it's his whole. I think it's a startup. No. <sighs> It's yeah, gross. because the the people that he the the kids that are fighting are his bastards. Well, one of them, a couple yeah. of them are. Right? A couple of them. That's what he's doing with his bastards. He's filing their nails and their teeth to make them fighters. <clears throat> so that thing that his brother Eamon says, right? What is the what should happen is Eamon should shouldn't Allison support Eamon? Because yeah, he's obviously like better, like temperamentally, he would make a better king. Yes, that's right. Second sons, man, we get screwed over. Yeah, but you know, Eamon is also like, I don't know. Somebody posted a tweet of like, or tweeted a picture of uh, Zoolander, and then just mm-hmm. like painted on a yellow wig, and they're like, "That's <laughs> <laughs> that's Eamon the entire episode." Yeah, he does I have blue steel going on. There's something hot about Eamon. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm in Eamon. I like I mentioned this briefly last time. I think Eamon and Damon should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> so they go on this little quest, right? This little like let's where in the where in the world is uh Carmen Aegon San Diego. And so you have the Eric's out looking via auto. And then you've got um, Amond and Kristen Cole. And Kristen Cole's like, oh, brothels. I could never. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You had sex with the princess. Get the hell out of here. And you called her a cunt. Yeah. Oh, hey, come on. We don't use those words around here. <laughs> okay. Otto's. I don't use those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they're going on this little quest or whatever. And yeah, it, it's interesting because like the whole time. All it really proves is that you're like, okay, Greens, what are you fighting for? Because none of you think this is a good idea. Yeah. No one thinks it's a good idea. Like, even Eamon is like, we just got to fucking do this because we just have to do it. And it's like. It's the only, like, that's their only, um, like, that's the only argument they have, right? Is the fact that he's the first mailboard. Yeah. That's, That's what they're fighting for. I mean, they don't really care that, you know that he's not like mentally fit for it or whatever. Um, they just know that we need, like that's the only card they have to play because by we every other measure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> by any other measure, it should be Rhaenyra who should be on the Iron Throne because that's yeah. what he wanted, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like, you know what, Eamon, Eamon, you'd make like maybe even a great hand, a master of dragons. Like, mm-hmm. why are you wasting your talents over here with these people? But it's because these kids have been brainwashed our whole life. Yeah. That, like, Rhaenyra's a skank. She had a bunch of kids with a random dude. She's got bastards. No one's telling, talking about what Rhaenyra's up to. All that shit. And it's yeah. like, but Aegon's an actual bad, bad person. Now that end scene with the coronation and stuff, it looks mm-hmm. like I, what they're trying to say is that he's because he doesn't want it. The entire mm-hmm. episode, he doesn't want it, and then once he hears all the clapping and the cheering and stuff, like in that moment, he kind of grows into being the king. Now, I'm not saying he would be a good king, but at least at the very you know at the very least, he wants to be king. Well, I think what we're what we're really seeing is like Aegon's basically saying like, look. I don't know why you think that he would say that. He didn't like me. He hated me. I don't know why you think that he would wait 20 years and then wait on his last breath to finally say something. Like, you, even you know that this is ridiculous. Like, there's no chance that he actually meant it. So Aegon's here. He doesn't know if his mother likes him. Because we've seen multiple instances, for good reason, Allison. I mean, I'm, I don't want to – I don't slap my kids. But she's – Abused her kids multiple times, told them that they were yeah. pieces of shit. She's told Aegon multiple times, you're no son of mine, right? Like, just the night before, just the day before, she tell, tells him, "No, you're no son of mine, right? Yeah. And then she, uh, so he's grown up thinking, is going to be queen. I don't know why they're obsessed with pushing all this duty on me. I don't want this. You guys are all mm-hmm. fighting over something, and no one has ever asked me what I want. Okay, so he's and then he's also got like all kinds of fucking he's like a deviant. He's an abuser. He's a predator. He's a terrible person. But a big part of I think what they're trying to show about Aegon is that like he's also unloved within his home. And so 
when he goes out there and everybody's like, some people are reluctantly, they're like, yeah, okay, this is fine. Um, once they say that, he gets all the validation in the world that he's ever wanted. He's like, oh, they like me. They really like me. Okay, I can do this, I guess. I think that's what yeah. that was. I mean, do you think Aegon uh, grew up thinking that he was going to be king at any point? Like, Because I, I would imagine Otto hasn't told Aegon about his plans either, right? Like, I think Aegon always thought that it was going to be Rhaenyra. I think that he always thought it was going to be Rhaenyra, and he hates the fact that it could be him. Yeah. Like, because he knows, like, she, you know, even, um, I don't know when it was, uh, oh, it was a funeral episode um, where Amend is like, that's where we see that he, uh, Aegon and Helena are, Helena are betrothed. And Amend is like, that's going to be the, that's going to be your future queen. Yeah. Right. And so I think even Amond at that point at like whatever 12 years old or however old he is at that point is like, okay, even I, even he's like drank the Kool-Aid of like Aegon's going to be king and Helena is going to be queen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, now, um, were you delighted to see, uh, Miss Aria and her bad accent? Oh, that lady I was going to ask. Do yeah. we now, as minorities ourselves, can we talk about other people's accents? Because I don't understand what that accent is. Like, is that um, supposed to be French? Is it uh, Algerian? I don't know what that is. First of all, we can talk about that accent because number one, this is a fictional show with dragons. Number two, yeah. um, that woman does not have an accent like that in real life. So she made that up for the show. What is that accent? I don't understand what that is. I don't understand the words that are coming out of her mouth. I've never even seen anybody in Pentos or Essos or whatever in like in like Daenerys's travels ever talking yeah. that way. Where are you from? She's like, you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, Sir Hand Otto, I'm the how you say a uh, cucumber. That is what. White worm is. But she's she's like a socialist. She's like, listen, power is in the people's hands, and she's such an idiot. She's like, you're gonna shut down Fight Club as long as I give you the king, right? And he's like, Otto literally laughs. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, sure. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing from uh, how do you say it, the cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. A white girl from Boston. <laughs> Named Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the white worm is, Miss, Miss Aria. Um, do you think that she's dead? Who, Miss Aria? Yeah. How would she be dead? Are you watching this television show or are you not? <laughs> How is she dead? What? When? Oh my god! When like, you were too distracted with Laris wanking it, Laris when he goes for foot pics, <laughs> right? Oh, the 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 thread. Yes. When he talks about the thread and the person and the blah blah blah. Is that yeah, what happened? He, yeah, when he's like, he's like, oh, Talia, your handmaid is the person that is working for the spy. But, you know, if we get the queen bee, then, you know, the the bees have to That's scatter. That's queen bee is. So he's saying Miss Aria, Miss Aria is the reason why, who is working with Otto. Um, 
Otto obviously is aware about the foot stuff, right? Because he has that meeting Yo, with Laris. Yeah. He's like, whatever, do whatever you want to her. <laughs> so gross. It made me so um, upset. What? It made me so upset. The see when she has to like turn away. Oh, that oh, word, that part is the worst. She's oh, like, all right, here like we go. Cranking it. Ugh, oh, God. God. So gross. Also, it makes um remember like two, uh during the two episodes ago when she has when she tries to kill Rhaenyra and she yeah. says uh, everything is trampled under your pretty little foot. I was like, oh, Allison. Interesting. It's like, do you think Laris has mentioned that before? He's like, I could be doing this with Rhaenyra. She's now, do, you think he's, do you think he's just into feet in general or he's into the fact that the queen is showing him her feet? You think he's just out there just looking at feet? I think it's a little bit of everything. Because you're... Think- you've- you're famously a foot fetishist, right? Like you're fam- <laughs> I'm not at all. Um, and thankfully, neither is my husband. He, I've told you what he said about my toes once, right? No. He said that I the have. He said that I have. <laughs> he said you have a disproportionate nail to meat ratio. <laughs> I'm looking at my own toesies now. I don't know what my... I think I have pretty good nail-to-meat ratio. I have freakishly small nail beds on my hands and my toes, and I and he's not wrong. Patron, send us pictures of your nail-to-meat ratio. Post in the comments. A new Patreon tier is where you send us your foot, pi- foot pictures and we pay you back your membership every month. <laughs> um, now, is, do you have too much nail or too much meat? Too much meat. Tiny oh, okay. nail beds. Yeah, yeah. I've got very small nails. Um, that's not important. But I think what Laris, I think, I think Laris, I think Laris has got a foot thing because he's got a club foot. Yeah, obviously. That's yeah. a thing. It's very yes. complicated. Oh, it's just upsetting. It is. I don't need to see that. Um, what did you think about the meeting with Rainis that Allison had? I love that scene. That's probably my favorite like dialogue scene. That, yeah. and then I guess the, the 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 meeting with Otto was also okay. But I'm just over Otto just being an asshole. But um, in in terms of like. Uh, you know, this show is a departure from the OG Game of Thrones because they insist on talking about the women. No, I'm joking. Um, so that's the best part about it, right? Is like they are giving, they're giving women uh, like a like a woman's point of view, uh, yeah. way more than they did on. So that's just uh, like throughout the season, that's always been the most interesting part. Yeah. Um. So I loved it. Yeah. Um. Do you? <sighs> Between the two of them, right? So they have this very, uh, very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. And, but ultimately, they're both saying the same thing, right? Like, neither one of them is actually somebody that would break the wheel, uh, as Danny would say. Well, I think that, I think that Renice would. She's been trying to, but she recognizes that there's no way for her. She's rec- She recognizes that she's stuck, right? Like, 
because even if Renice wants like Bela and Reyna, who are her granddaughters, who are mm-hmm. actual Valerians, right? If she wants them to get Driftmark, that decision still gets made by the king or the queen. Yeah. And so the likelihood of that happening if Rhaenyra is queen is not. It's not going to happen, right? The only way it would, I guess, is because now little sweet little Lucy Lucerus is engaged to one of the 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 granddaughters, right? His cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think like I think that she still recognizes that she's still tied to a system. I think that what Renice is trying to tell um Alicent is like you keeping me capture here. Yeah. Is just so that your son can be king because you still think that it should be a man. Mm-hmm. And I think, and so I think, I don't think that they're both saying the same thing. I think they're both, I think that Renice is trying to show her that like, as much as you try, it's kind of, it reminds, reminds me a little bit. Remember in the beginning of the, in the season where like freaking little Lena, who's like seven or six is like meeting uh, Viserys on a date. And then, like, uh, Rhaenyra and Rhaenys have, like, a conversation. And Rhaenyra's – and Rhaenys is basically telling Rhaenyra, like, look, the the realm's never going to accept you, right? Yeah. And Rhaenyra is like, well, no, the realm didn't accept you. They are going to accept me. So I think Rhaenys is, like, still a little bit butt hurt about that, about, like – about that, like, complication in the realm of, like – if I let Rhaenyra win this, then that's like saying to myself that all of the pain and shit that like the shame that I went through of not becoming queen is fine. It's like, oh, it was a couple of generations ago, though, so it's acceptable. So I think she's still like not quite fully on board with Rhaenyra being the queen. I don't think Rhaenys is all full Rhaenyra. I mean, as far as Rhaenys is concerned, Rhaenyra killed her son. Yeah. That's true too, but then she like when she's when she uh, uh, says to Allison, "Haven't you ever imagined yourself on the Iron Throne?" Right? Is yeah. she trying to motivate Allison to take the Iron Throne? She isn't, right? Or is that is isn't that just a thing that she's saying? I think what she's trying to tell Allison is like, "Have you ever thought about breaking the wheel yourself? Like you mm-hmm. think that you have all this power, you have all the people and all the control around you. Your guard is literally murdering people." In public all the time. And nothing is happening to this man, right? But you still need that guard around. Like, well, I mean, and I, but the, I, but, sorry. So I think what Renice is telling Alicent is like, you keep trying to wield your power to benefit men, but haven't you ever stopped to think about yourself being the one in power? But the thing is, is that's all very good. Well, well and good. It's like it's a very nice thing to say about two very powerful women that are involved in the government, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, Allison does not have uh, dragons and the dragons are what everyone bends the knee to. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So- but I mean, yeah. But Allison is. Um, but Allison is trying to collect dragons. She's trying to, she even tells Rhaenyra, uh, Rhaenys, she's like, hey, if you were on our side, we'd With have one dragon. more dragon. Yeah. You know? So I think it's like, she can only do so much. She, and then that's why also at the end, Rhaenys goes, Alicent Hightower, like to remind her <laughs> who she is. 
You know, I love a full name. I love this show. Right? I, I don't thinking, know who who doesn't like it. Oh, one of our douchebag cousins. Yeah. Um, I I think I like these last three four episodes. I'm trying to think of like a Game of Thrones run that I love this much. Um, and I don't know if I know one. I loved in Game of Thrones. And like, this is why the last season was so disappointing because I love the idea in Game of Thrones. Like all these characters that we were getting to know in like different parts of the kingdoms or seven kingdoms were finally coming together and they were going to like be together and talk and all that stuff. And like how great that could be. I think that what upset what I like about this show is that even though I've had less time to get to know these characters, I love that they're always together. I love that mostly everybody that is important is together and communicating with each other in some way. Like, you know, even this is frustrating because it is a misunderstanding. Like, I hate that part. But it's it's like, like I said, it's like this would have happened even if there wasn't a misunderstanding. This would have happened. I think that even because, oh, so in the books, the the in the books, the uh, prince who was promised thing. This is completely brand new in the in the show. Okay, they never they never talked about that in the book. So in the book, what the way it's written is kind of like, yeah, Allison just fucking hated Rhaenyra. She thought that it should have been her son because he's a man, you know, all that stuff. So even, um, so my point is that like. In the books, I think it is that they hid the news from Rhaenyra and the rest of everybody else. They they just didn't they didn't tell anybody, and then they secretly held a coronation. So that's uh, the way it is in the book. In the book, it's almost like the usurping plans plans were just playing out. There was no prince who was promised. There was no misunderstanding. There was nothing else. It was like Alicent was actively working towards making her son king always 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 and even because like at the end of last episode she during her cook uh her toast she says to Rhaenyra and you will make a fine queen so I don't mm-hmm. think that Allison I really think Allison did think at the end of last week that Rhaenyra was it like that's it like she yeah. watched her husband come alive from uh, the like what is it what's that potion the milk of the poppy like slumber show up for his daughter and like that showed Allison like yeah it's always going to be Rhaenyra he loves her so I should I should honor that so I don't know I think uh what was your question (laughs) I have no idea I stopped paying attention to you about 42 minutes ago oh no, I'm joking. Um, no, so I think what they're trying to do with this is uh, like uh, I haven't read the books, and I will promise you, I will not read a word of the books. No chance. Yeah. Um, but the books, like the story that they are getting this from, those books were written what, like, starting like 30 years ago. It's whenever he started, right? Like it's yeah. still like the same, the same series. I think what the shows producers are doing is they're kind of fixing George R. R. Martin's kind of uh lack of foresight um yeah and they're giving um you know the the female characters um a little bit more like m- more character development yeah um, you know what this episode really i enjoyed um do you remember in game of thrones the episode with uh i think it's battle of the Blackwater. 
The Blackwater is the second to last episode of season two. When the ships yeah. go, kaboom. where yes, where where uh, Cersei is in the dungeons with the women, and she's like getting yeah. drunk, and she's with um, Sansa, Sweet Tommen. And Sweet Tommy, she's about to poison Sweet Tommy. She's about to yeah. give him a look at the poppy. It kind of reminded me of that episode because there is all this action that you're like inevitably waiting for, but it's a lot more on like the conversations that are happening around the people. Or like, um, I mean, as much as like I hated the way the show went afterwards, the episode in uh, the towards the end of Game of Thrones where the night before the Night King episode. Yeah, yeah, that's like one of the most beautiful episodes, right? Like, I like that stuff. I like when everybody's together and having conversations and like scheming and talking and all that. I love, I love dialogue. I love, um, I I love seeing like what do they do immediately after the king dies, right? It's like, okay, everybody gets together and then they start to figure it out. Um, and even, um, the soundtrack, I don't know if you picked up on it, the part of the soundtrack was, uh, the light of the seven. Yes. Um, the, which is from the Winds of Winter, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have you picked up on what Allison's music is yet? No. Oh my god. What is? Once it? you pick that up, I, I'm so annoying. Every time I'm watching with Father, I'm like, "That's Allison's music." He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> He's like, "Shut up, old nail to meat ratio." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Um, there is a theory on the internet that uh, Helena and Eamond are in love. Uh, you know, when um, Eamond walked out or he walked in, I thought mm-hmm. he was coming from inside her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But he wasn't. He was coming from the outside. It was just the way that the camera was set up. Yeah. And then also during the uh, ceremony, like, she seems more close to – she like, the way she's standing with Eamond is different than yeah. how she looks at uh, Aegon. And you know, the weird thing is, you're like, oh, you know what? But that's her brother in law. And you're like, oh, no, wait, that's her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, at least they like each other. They're siblings. <laughs> that's her brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Targaryen queer customs. Yeah. <laughs> If you had to pick a brother, oh, gross! To be, to be king, okay, to be king between me and our brother, who would? You no, pick? I would have a full vote with the seven kingdoms, and to be like, clearly, it should be me. <laughs> I will. I would obviously vote for you. I don't. I think I'd make a pretty good king, but also I would bankrupt the crown. <laughs> like nobody's so fast. Do you know what a Roth IRA is? <laughs> nope. I have no idea. I know I signed up for one at work earlier this week. No, no idea. No, I have. I think I have an IRA. Um, isn't that the Irish Republican Army? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So Just an all army the finance with stuff. N- no melanin. Um. Yeah. No, I have an IRA because I found out. Uh. Like six months ago that my old job from like a from six years ago in the city i had an ir ira with them or a 401k (laughs) with them and then they were like hey by the way we're closing our relationship with that bank and so you haven't worked here for a while if you want to take your money and like transfer it somewhere 
So then I had to open up my own personal one and then they had to transfer it to there. I found all this money I had. So you have so now can you touch it? Can you touch the money? Yeah, can I you- can. I can touch it, but then you get like a penalty. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I we pay so many taxes, so I'm just not going to touch it, I guess. <laughs> can you touch it? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Scrooge McDuck, can you convert it into coins? <laughs> <laughs> so swim uncomfortable around. by the way seems terrible oh yeah that's not a smooth swim because <laughs> he because that's a pretty high jump that he like the, like the dive it's a concussion <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he lost it he's swimming in a bunch of his coins or do you think like ducks i'm not familiar with duck biology or like anatomy but do you think there's enough cushion around the duck between the feathers and whatever other other stuff they have going on because well, duck leaves- is a very fatty meat so I feel like duck is a really fatty meat. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you lead with the bill, I think the bill is pretty hard, right? Like the duck is that what it's called? The the ducky mouth? <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> I think the duck bill is pretty hard. So if he leads with that uh-huh. and creates a space for his head, I need a whiteboard. <laughs> draw this out we need to have yeah. a you slurping meeting and we need to discuss it um do you think that we should um at a thanksgiving have little marble balls in everybody's play settings and that's how i you was get thinking to talk? that when when you get to talk right yeah that would be great yeah but does everybody have their own ball or does everybody have a hole for the ball then they how do you know own. if it's your time to talk if everybody's got balls no, I think it's not when when it's your time to talk. It's like you are you are present at the meeting once oh. you put the ball into the hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happens. That's when you say everybody's accounted for. Oh, okay. Present here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sweet bees. <laughs> sweet bees. Sweet bees and the other guy. The other guy who was like um I'm just going to try to get out of here. The other guy who tried to like leave and then they caught him and they hung him. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. The poor guy. What do you think happened to the other two that were like uh, the house house fells will not take back their oath or whatever. They're in the dungeon with the with the with the staff, right? Is that what happened to them? I just hope they died. Probably. Everybody's dead. What do you think? I hope they got a chance. I hope they got a chance to empty out there. King's Landing Roth IRA account.